Episode 30, Prepare to Launch. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Weike of Leadferno and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And we are finally back hitting record after almost a two-month hiatus. I was kind of surprised when I looked at our kind of, uh, you know, notes or framework for what we want to talk about. And I saw like June 18th on there. I was like, holy, holy cow. Like, we talked for many other reasons, but we haven't talked and hit record for a podcast. Well, I think, you know, it makes good sense. You've been very, very busy trying to launch a new product and <laughs> I've been very busy with all my stuff. So yeah, well, we got a lot to talk about today. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you could synopsize where I've been. Uh, it's called hurry up and wait. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but about, about to get out of that, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been an interesting uh, last month, especially. But let's uh, let's touch base, man. I mean, what what in the world has Darren Shaw been doing with his summer? Well, uh, you know, it's still kind of pandemic times over here in our household, so we're still pretty locked down. But uh, to mitigate that a little bit, we bought a 1980 Volkswagen camper van which you have uh, been calling the uh, Scooby-Doo mystery <laughs> machine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we bought this van and uh, we the dream was really straightforward. It was like, oh, sweet. Well, we're going to we're going to get out of the city, get out of our house, get off the compound and and go on little short camping trips on the weekend. And the van would be great because we're like a self-contained unit. Right. We don't have to go stay in a hotel and mingle with other people. It's going to be great. And so but the van mostly spent most of its time in the shop because we bought this <laughs> 19 it's like 41 years old so yeah. it's it's been a bit of a saga trying to get this damn thing working and plus i'm trying to drive standard right i'm i'm yeah. dry, i'm learning how to drive standard i watch all these videos on youtube about how to drive standard and they're demonstrating it in like a 2019 bmw this is how to do it right i'm like i'm not, i'm not driving that this is a canadian thing when you say standard you mean stick Right. Manual. Yeah. Yeah. Ma manual yeah. transmission. So yeah. I'm like trying to learn how to drive manual transmission on a, on a 1980 Volkswagen van. And the videos are not overly helpful because my van is much touchier. And so yeah. it, it's, it's not been great. It's been a real run of trying to get this thing. And, and so the dream has, the reality has not really met our dreams for what we had planned <laughs> for this thing. But I don't know. I got to go pick it up from the shop right after we record. And hopefully yeah. this is it. Smooth yeah. sailing from here so on out. The, the, the mystery machine has some technical debt. Yes. And, and you've hired a couple of uh, SWAT developers to try to work out the kinks on this, right? Yeah. And yeah, and they're basically the developers saying, this is trash. We need to, we need to throw out all this code and, and rebuild from scratch. <laughs> That's what they're saying about the van. Yeah. No, you don't want to be like, this needs a new operating system. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my God. Yep. Well, and then drive. Uh, so I learned to drive on a stick. Like my very first car was a a four-speed manual little hatchback and like i loved it like i right. i'm i miss it like someday i might just buy 
a junker of a car that's a manual just to drive it again. And uh, I taught so many friends and girlfriends and whatever else, like how to, how to drive. It, it was fantastic. And my car was so crappy. Like I think that the clutch was out on it. Like every two months it was like in and just having to get <laughs> tweaked again. So good times. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the reality I'm living right now. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh man. Super busy summer that July was just a ton of uh, family stuff, especially with my girls. All three play lacrosse. Right. And so like regional tournaments, we were in Chicago for a big tournament. Um, my two oldest daughters play together and they had just like three outstanding tournaments together in a row. It was just a ton of fun. Awesome. Just getting to spend a ton of time with them and see them like succeeding in something super rewarding. So Totally loved, uh, love that. And then, you know, th- this is something that's probably on both of our plates lately. Like one, I've had to do uh, presentations mm-hmm. for upcoming events. And so last week I had to record one for Local U Advanced uh, that's taking place at the end of the month. Um, and then I know you're, you're probably, I think you're shooting daggers at me right now. I still need to schedule my recording time <laughs> for White Spark Summit. Um, but yeah, that's been... You know, when you go from having these presentations for Gather Up for like five years, right? Like you just like live, breathe the stories you have, you know, you're witnessing all of these case studies and data sets and everything, like mm-hmm. just so easy. It's just, there's no thinking time. It's just organizing and building out the slides, right? And yeah. this was so hard where it's like, oh, I'm just, you know, scratching down a framework on paper and then revisiting it and coming back to it and doing whatever and then doing dry runs and be like, oh, that's a terrible story and, and whatever. And it's like, I recorded it and I, I got out and I was like, oh, like that's not my best work, right? Like I'm not, I'm not there with it yet. I like the things that I'm talking about, yep. but there's too much in some areas and whatever. So I don't know. I, I need to figure out how to hone that down. And it's just really interesting when I like step outside myself and like, holy cow, what it takes you know, how many times you have to tell it and in what ways and what you learn to like really grasp the right stories and the the right, you know, way you're trying to get certain points across. Right. Like starting all over is definitely different. Yeah, it's a brand new product, brand new thing like that you're presenting about. Like you could talk about reviews. Yep. I could ask you to do a talk on reviews and you could show up tomorrow and yep. just put a deck together it'd be so easy but now yep. you've got this whole new thing that you're trying to um talk about and, and pitch and so i think that uh yeah makes sense yeah so and i can only guess for you like you guys are just doing a million things for the white spark local search summit right now yeah basically i'm in this bulk where i look at my calendar and then i have to look away because it's just it's too overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any free blocks cause they're all filled up with presentation recordings, right? I'm just like recording, 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 and then trying to squeeze in a few sales calls and then answering all my slack. So I'm just absolutely slammed and I'm really starting to stress about my own presentation because every year I do the local search ranking factors. Oh man. So Got to get that rolling like today, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday last month right like i really have to work on it asap and get that out the door because you know i have to give the participants time to complete the survey and then i have to analyze the data my only saving grace here is i know i'm going to be pushing this to the last possible minute but 
I have a really good deck from last year, so I can leverage that. And it's it's basically an update of what I did last year. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too much different, but uh, it's still, it's this crushing pressure that I'm like, oh my God, I still haven't done it. Got to do it. Yeah. No, I know how that feels when like the clock's ticking on those things and it's like, <laughs> uh, so, so much. Well, maybe you'll just have to lock yourself in the mystery machine for like a week, right? And you like yeah. can't come out. Um, the family will just bring food to you and hand it to you through the window while you're just zoned out on your presentation. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. Actually. Yeah, totally. It's a whole new, uh, I don't know, right. There's all these, you know, backyard sheds and studios and whatever else, but it's like, you're, yeah. you're just in the mystery machine and it, that's, that's your, that's your like productive zone. I wish I could go back in time and like build the company from the van. And you know, all of these stories like our company started in the garage. It'd be like, mine started in our Volkswagen camper van. <laughs> it was just me writing code in the van. Well, I just had this vision for launching Leadferno. If I could like have the camper van and we got the camper van up to 88 miles an hour, like that's when Leadferno <laughs> would launch. <laughs> like, not back wow. to the future, but like just launching Leadferno at 88 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my God, that would be awesome. We, we should do definitely do some kind of recorded PR stunt about that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man. Well, should we dive into this whole like uh, launching? Yeah. <laughs> launching, launching a product. This is a great topic because you are in it. You are in the middle of it right now. So, you know, there's lots to talk about. And it's like, you've been building this product for the past, I don't know how long it's been. Actually, you, you've gotten pretty damn fast. You've built a product pretty quickly and you're you're about to pull the trigger. So, you know, what does it take to get to this spot? And what what are things like right now? How, yeah. How's it going? Well, the the build time is like a, approaching nine months, which that feels... You know, sometimes that feels super long. I would have loved to be launched a few months ago. Yep. But it is what it is. And, you know, feature wise and what we have in this V1, like all, all of that um, feels pretty good. The, you know, as I alluded to kind of like sitting on the tarmac, you know, this hurry up and wait, right? It's like when you go and you board a flight and you get on the flight and then they push you back from the gate and then they let you know, oh, because of this, like we're out of... Right. Uh, windshield washer fluid we're gonna be delayed an hour and a half and you're just yeah. sitting there and you can see the airport you can't get off you're not going anywhere i i kind of felt like that i definitely don't think the team did there's been more than enough um to do uh but it just kind of felt like had a lot of the pieces there and it was like solving this one you know big feature uh and then just a ton of like little things and so you know, honing that and getting through that has been good. And then as you know, because uh, last week you helped, you know, you went through the sign up payment process, free trial process, and we had a few others do that. Yeah. And those were just like super helpful, right? Because you were like putting out little things that us in doing it a hundred times, like you just grow numb to those things, right? You're like, oh, I know that doesn't work that way or this doesn't happen. And so I just go through it. The, sure. the path that I know is the happy path. Um, so that was really helpful and kind of built us out uh, a checklist of like, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe 20 things, some super, super minor. Um, yeah. But we're able to say like, all right, these are the things that we need to have completed for launch and yep. give them a priority. Like what, what are must-haves? And what's 19th or 20th on the list that if we do lose some time, it, it's okay. We can get to them in the days following launch. 
One thing that's interesting to me about that is like, I've failed at this multiple times where we have a big feature launch coming up or even a whole product launch. And I don't do that. That thing that you're doing where you're like getting people to beta test, obviously that's a smart approach because you're going to get those different perspectives and you're going to get that 20 point checklist of little things that you didn't catch that someone else caught that you should really wrap up before you launch this thing. And uh, I think it's really important for SaaS companies to just bake in that extra two weeks, that extra three weeks, just, you know, this is our launch date. And so we must be ready at least two, three weeks before that. So we can get people in there trying it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting too. Finding the right kind of testers, right? Like you did it. Uh, we had uh, David Mim do it. Uh, other people that have worked in software. So mm-hmm. the the benefit to that, like one, it's you know a little bit outside where probably most of our customers signing up will be. Your more advanced users. Yep. But you guys get what the purpose is of it. So you're like you're talking out loud. You're talking about how you interpret a field, or you're asking, well, you know, why do you need this, yeah. or things like that. So like that dialogue is super helpful where with some of your more basic users, you know, you watch and you record the things they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be hun- hard to understand their why or how how they're viewing it to know like, right, is this a, a labeling problem? Is this a wayfinding problem? Like, what does this really uh, equate to where, you know, you, you were just talking out loud the entire time. And it just allowed us to like, oh, here's what he's seeing. Here's what he's thinking. Sure. And that that makes it a little bit more helpful because then you have context to go figure out what's a better version of that or how can we be more helpful with that. Yeah, I think um, you know you can watch people with something like Hotjar use your software and see them struggle, but you don't get to hear them articulate like what they want that to be. Whereas like I'm I'm using it and I'm like I want it to be like that. So I think it makes sense and it's a good suggestion to get software people to test your software before before launch. Yep. Yeah. Definitely get your target market to test it. So you understand, right? Like their aptitude might be different or, or what they expect. Um, but yeah, having people that yeah are just talk, talking out loud, um, it's, is super, super helpful. So yeah, that, that stuff was good. And yeah, now it's just like, we're, we're basically on like a, you know, six day sprint right? With all of these items, they all kicked off Monday and we need to wrap them up Monday so we can push to production. And, and, you know, by the time, or maybe, maybe we'll be able to get things edited and up where the podcast comes out on the 24th as well. Mm -hmm. Um, really funny story there. The date I picked to launch lead Ferno didn't dawn on me at the time, but that's my wedding anniversary with Marcy. So perfect. Happy anniversary, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so then she ma- I made I um I don't know how it came up somehow or maybe she saw something in Slack on my phone when we were like sitting next to each other or whatever else but she's like, "Oh, you're you're the 24th is like your public launch." I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, I guess we're not going out to dinner that night." <laughs> and I was yes. like, "Um, yeah, maybe not." Huh. Yeah, that didn't hit me. So, we actually just went out last night. Um, to celebrate early i went out yep yep went out went out to dinner went out to a great seafood place i had oysters for the first time in like since pre-pandemic and they tasted so good i was like okay here's a food i've missed and not being able to go out to eat so yeah yeah 
Anyway, nice. Yeah. So, you know, uh, getting to that launch point, getting all those things done um, in this sprint and then just fighting off all the internal because there's still more. I could make another list of 20 things that I would like to be improved or better or this automated instead of manual. But it's just drawn that line in the sand, right, where it's like, okay, it's good enough. And at this point, I have more of a, like, I just want to get to selling. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've been in that mindset the last month. Like, I just want to sell this as well as continue to work on it and build new features. But I just really want to sell it. That line in the sand is really hard to do. Um, I'm not very good at it at all. I just keep adding stuff. But fortunately, my dev team lead is very good at telling me no. So uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that from him. He's like, that's a good idea, Darren, but let's launch this thing first. And, you know, we can add that feature after we're like, yeah, good point. Let's do that. Yeah. And the the majority in our uh, things on our list of 20 are almost all like um, onboarding or like very initial user experience things. Right. right? So it's just looking at what are, what are the hurdles that's going to keep someone from like realizing value or feeling, you know, confused how do, why didn't this happen? Yeah. You know, things like that. So that's the majority of uh, the focus on it. And it's just all things that completely make sense. Great. Yeah. Sounds good. So what is the, what is the launch process? How how are you, what what does the 24th look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, here's like, so I have things, here's where I feel like I definitely get overwhelmed. I've you know listened and read to many others on the things they put out there, and I'm just not a I'm not a product hunt guy. Yeah. Um. You know. I and I really don't feel like that there's all kinds of other benefits besides like directly getting to your audience with it. So I think kind of the main staples for me is you know one I'm very lucky to have a very um, I guess where others would say like, oh, you need to get influencers. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I have a great base of influencers from for sure contacts and things like that. So definitely will be like yeah. crafting very shareable LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook posts and then, you know, actively engaging my network to like, please share this. It's super important for us, right? Let's like, however you can help out, um, get us some of that love and and get us some of that buzz for that day. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to have happen. Then a few different industry publications um, doing interviews with in the next couple of days. So they'll have articles coming out Tuesday. So I'll have uh, mentions in a few of those. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the big like, you know, around the day or whatever items but then the the thing i'm most excited about is just to start getting into like outreach right like there's Mm -hmm. plenty of people that i have known for a long time have worked with or you know back even when i owned agencies were peers with um and agencies is going to be a big market for us so just starting to do that reach out you know i've Mm -hmm. done plenty of that with testers right where we have different ones that are are testing i should also have we have a a list of uh, right around 100 people that signed up for like early updates. So we've been doing like right. uh, monthly updates uh, on what's happening with the product. So we'll be sending that email out as well. But now just looking forward to like one-on-one contact, especially with agencies and reaching out and say, here's a value prop. Here's how our partner program looks. We have a you know two-week trial. Let 
let's get in there. I'd love to do a demo or walk you yep. through it. Yep. Whatever that looks like. How are you going to send those emails? How are you going to, well, first, how are you going to prospect and how are you going to send those emails? Yeah. Um, so I've been building, prospecting wise, I've been building the list uh, already for the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. So between my networks and pieces that are out there, um, I'm going to forget the tool that I'm using for contacts. Might have to look that up and link it in the show notes. Is it Uplead? Um, Anyway, I've been going through and like pulling uh, a lot of that and kind of compiling lists oh, yeah. and kind of build, building them into like close contact, secondary contact, you know, a, another layer down. I want to get to my close contacts first and then keep pushing through those. Mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the past, um, and this is probably like on my to-do list over the weekend. So I've used Mailshake before um, as a cold outbound and like i said like the, the first round of ones aren't going to be cold right it's going to yep. be very much like hey you know me and you know i love building things and i've been in the software space and prior to that the agency space and here's what i've built now yep. here's how i think it benefits you and i'd love to give you a try or answer questions about it right um so that's that's kind of the the plan with that work through the knowns you know then kind of move on uh to the next and, and and go from there and you know the benefit to using a tool like mailshake right is you end up seeing like who opened mm -hmm. um you can even set up like you know sequences and things like that so you hit them with both a you know an intro and then kind of a hey you know reminder are you maybe interested you didn't reach out but i'd still love to talk to you something along those lines so that's what i'll have put together for that yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll have to look at Mailshake. I recently uh, needed to email all the speakers for our conference. There's like 30-some speakers. And, and I'm sending all basically the same template, but customizing their, like, I want them to promote the event. So here's your image. This is what your talk is. This is the time. And so I use this thing called GMAS, which allows yep. you to build a spreadsheet. So you just build a spreadsheet. You put all those sort of common fields in, and then you send one email through GMAS that goes to the whole list. And it basically sends directly from your own Gmail. So the deliverability is perfect. You're not using something like MailChimp, yep. but you still get to send custom customized emails that look like they came directly from you, even though they did come directly from you because you're sending them from your own personal Gmail. So I thought that was a pretty useful tool and I could see myself using it for something like this. And, and I could see it like for your list of 100 um, customers that signed up for the pre-event or, you know, pre-launch notification, those people could get sent a somewhat personalized email through something like this GMAS. Yep. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many there's definitely a ton of tools out there. It's just looking at like for me, I always love to know behavior, right? Did they did they open? I don't think Gmail has that. Yeah. Yep. Did they open? If you dropped, you know, they'll tell you if they click on any links, right? So did they click your link to like, hey, here's the free trial page, or mm -hmm. check check out the features, or you know, just click and go to our site, and you can start a text conversation with us right on the site. So yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm super looking for, forward uh, to that. And just like with, with anything, and I think it's more accentuated with getting to launch and actually getting paid customers. It's like, there's also something really satisfying about like kind of like tying off a chapter, right? Yep. Like, and it almost, it's like the, the first chapter was like, 
getting the idea and the team together and, you know, starting to build out the product roadmap. And then the second chapter was building it enough where you could have beta testers. Right. And that was like March. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, six, five, six months ago. It's pretty quick, man. Yeah. And then this last chapter feels really huge. Right. Like, cause it just feels like all of it goes into it. Like everything you need to do, building out the feature set, seeing what's happening with your beta testers, integrating payments, starting to build out your admin, right? You just have like all these other pieces oh, sure. that it feels like such a huge blow to the, the first chapters were like a few months and a chapter, a few months and a chapter. And this one's just like, <laughs> like five, five, six month chapter. And so I can't wait to like type that last period on this chapter. And then, you know, yeah. chapter four sales, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be really interesting to, to follow you know, what's working, what's not working. We, we're going to have so much content for the, the podcast because we get to see like from a brand new product launch, how did you market it? What are the marketing things that worked out really well for you? How was your like trial conversion rate? You know, how many people that sign up for the trial stick around and, and they, they see the value? Like uh, I actually have pretty high expectations for your product. As a user of your product, we just put it on our own website. Yep. Um, I think it's pretty awesome. And I think that most people that sign up for the trial are going to immediately see value. So I'm looking forward to to watching the success of Leadferno and seeing, uh, you know, learning what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you on that. I was just uh, Marcy and I were just discussing, she was asking me my expectations for launch. Right. And it's such a, yeah. and, and Joel and I just had these conversations. Um, and so I was really, you know, trying to think through like what that number is. Yeah. And like, I arrived at a number and then it's like, oh my gosh, is that too big? Is that too little? Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, oh, it's so, it's so crazy when you have no, nothing historical to go off of with it. Right. Just so, guessing. Yeah, guessing. yeah, it totally is. And it's like, and that's why that's part of why I can't wait. Like I can't wait to get like 60 days or 90 days into selling yep. to be able to say like, all right, here's what some of these things look like. Here's hopefully some trends that are happening. Um, but I can say out of the gate, like all I care about, all I'm focused on is free trials, right? Like, can I get people to start that free trial? And I know sure. some people might say like, oh, you know, maybe that's short-sighted, but it's like the, the conversion rate thing to me is like, if that starts happening, then we find a way to fix that, right? Like, it's just this progression. Um, we're trying to do, you know, all the right things in onboarding and how quickly people can get value. And we have a number of, you know, small things already in there, number of ideas of things that we want to build on to it. But um, it's just like, oh, I, I want to, you know, I, I'll just say like, I, I want 50 free trial signups next week, right? Like that's, right. that's my goal that I want to hit. And most people I've shared that with are like, whoa, like that's a lot. And I'm like, it probably is. And if we have 10, I'll just be like, well, at least there's 10. But yeah, sure. I, I don't know. I think you I don't I think 50 might be a little high, but 10 is too low. I think you're going to do yeah. you're going to do somewhere in between there. 30, 40 maybe. See. Maybe 60. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, I actually think you're going to convert a lot because 
the product has a natural hook right into it. You have to put this thing widget on your website. Yeah. Like you can't even try the product until you put the widget on your website. And then out of the gates, you're already hooked in. So I think your trial can like your conversion from trial to paid is going to be pretty high. Yeah, it's going to be good. I can only hope so. Right? It was like yeah, you look at. Right. The widget goes on the website and it enables someone to start a, you know, a web to text conversation. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, once our customer gets that first notification, that SMS notification, like, hey, you have a new lead. And they start like their very first text conversation and they're responding back and forth with a prospect who's answering questions and whatever. Like, I feel like that'll be the emotional juice. Right. Where it's like, yep. OK, this is awesome. And as um, David Mim put it, he's like, how much more gratifying and wonderful is this than getting like a gravity form in your email inbox, right? right? He's like, that's great and all, but it's like, it's nowhere near the euphoria that when you get a text, like you have a new lead. Yeah. A new customer. Yes. And then you're, you know, interacting with them, mm-hmm. depending upon what response looks like, possibly even in real time with them. So it feels really solid. And it's such a beautiful replacement for live chat. And the main thing that really stands out to me is I just just yesterday I updated our auto response for when we are, um, you know, off off hours, like our support team's not there to answer. And I put in there, I said, you know, hey, we're not around right now. We're going to get back to you, uh, you know, tomorrow morning. These are when we're open. Um, if you have any questions, if you think of anything else in the meantime, feel free to just start adding it to this message because now you're in their phone. Yep. You're in the phone and they can message you anytime. You have this sort of like connection with them. Whereas if I close my browser tab, that chat is gone forever. And so it's just so much better to, to have that. It's like you've opened the channel of communication with that customer and that channel is now how you can communicate with them. And you know what? They, they're going to come back a couple of days later and, and reopen a conversation. They're just going to respond to that that text message thread that you've already started we've already seen that happen where they had a question and that's what they started and then they came back a couple days later to like ask a follow-up question it's just like having that available at all times is just so powerful so i'm i'm really optimistic about your product i'm overly optimistic person in general but i think that is going to be great listen that's good because there's been plenty of times this year where i've talked to you and i'm you know frustrated whatever else and then darren just drops the sunshine through my storm clouds and you're like no you're gonna be fine it's great look at where you're at you're being too hard on yourself so yeah no that's good you 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 balance me out with the never fast enough needs to be here you know however i'm vibing on that you are so fast man you basically built a whole house in nine months so it's it's impressive that's uh it's a lot of work to to build an entire SaaS product especially a SaaS product with all these communication stuff it's it's it was a technical feat and i think uh most of our audience would be impressed that uh you got it to market so quick yeah well you know when you're not paying yourself any money and you're just Burning money on developers and everything else. Nine months feels really long. I guess. But, yeah, that makes sense. You had the fire burning. Yeah, totally. But you know, doing doing all right. And like I said, it's just it's gonna be great no matter what to like start being able to have stuff on the plus side and start to figure out what needs to be solved there. Like what, you know, what is really missing for the product? What are people asking for uh, the most once they start using it? Right would make it feel more valuable or sticky to them. Mm-hmm. 
or to make it great enough that they refer others or tell others they need to use it. How are you tracking feature requests? Just that you get a spreadsheet somewhere that you're just dropping them in and how many times people ask for this thing? What are you doing? Yeah. So to start with, we'll just be tracking. We're uh, using uh, Groove for our like uh, help desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll just be tagging it right. uh, in there to start and with. And they can count the tags. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I already shared it like through my beta testers, it's like, you know, the, the mobile app uh, is really the biggest thing people have uh, requested in our early demos and, and beta testers, mostly, yep. you know, one, uh, so you can communicate on your phone right. because most people are always on the go and we're launching with only a desktop app. We built using Flutter. We've covered this and other ones. So, yep. you know, we're hoping for six to eight weeks to release our iOS and Android apps after launch next week. So that's ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. That should hopefully be a nice fast follow. So we are, we already know that one. Then that also gives people push notifications, which yep. makes it a lot easier to know um, when prospects and customers are, are interacting with you. Um, and then we'll also start on uh, the Google My Business messaging slash chat um, integration. We already have right. the Facebook Messenger integration with our product. So awesome. we know what's like that we'll celebrate on the 24th. Make sure the you know the lights are on, everything's working accordingly, and you know feel a little bit good for a minute, and then start right back in on the next you know couple of big things that we want to get done before the end of the year because like yeah. we're almost into fourth quarter, so back to work, everybody. All right, yeah. <laughs> finish the champagne. Let's get back to work. <laughs> yeah. What was really um, one thing that uh, stayed in my mind from your comments, Darren, just related to the product is. I did, uh, I ran a few different surveys uh, for, you know, blog content for us and then presentation content in the local U and the White Spark Local Search Summit. Mm -hmm. And I basically asked, uh, you know, just random survey of 2000 using Google surveys. And it was after how people view, I wanted to understand live chat and SMS, right? Because I think that's a decision a lot of people are, you know, kind of struggle with. and. You know, we want our product people to feel like SMS is a stronger, better, more manageable channel for them than what live chat is. So the first thing that we asked is like, what's an acceptable response time um, if you're texting with a business? And the the largest leader was like a same day response. Mm -hmm. Um, So like 15% was like within minutes, 15% was within 30 minutes, 10% was within an hour. Um, but with text, the majority was like same day. And then there was even another like 15, 20% that was within 48 hours. Now, when you flip that over to chat, like people expect instant. Yes. 50% were within minutes. Yeah. And so the, the point that that helped me um, illustrate is if you're a small business and you're worried about staffing and you're worried about, you know, being readily available and being able to get back to people quickly and not already like. Um, blowing their expectation or making mm-hmm. them have a soured experience. Like, yeah, I, you know, I did this and I'm waiting for these guys. Um, then that, you know, those, those numbers are really compelling. And then I ran a third question. If you go to a site and they have chat and it's offline, what do you do? Right. Over 50% say close and I leave the site. Right. Like, and only like 8% where I'm going to fill out the form and maybe another 15%, I'll find another contact method for that business. So to me, it just kind of illustrated that it was like, oh, if you had this ready for me right now, I would lob across who I am and what's out here. Mm-hmm. But since you don't, 
I'm not going to take that step, right? I might go look at a competitor. I might skip this altogether. Like, so it was, it was really eye opening and something I was like, okay, this is awesome. This speaks exactly to why we prioritized yep. and have built a product around messaging instead of live chat. So, well, with the way you just articulated that, uh, I'm even more sold than I was already. And I think <laughs> that your 50, you know, free trial signups in week one is way too low. You're going to have like a hundred minimum. <laughs> well, so much of it is just figuring out like how to clarify these stories. Right. And like, yeah, totally. how to tell those and message those the right way and get them in front of people and, and things like that. Um, the, the real hard part for me is like, I, um, I don't know how to like, I feel like I'm an engaging person, right? I feel like I have good energy. I'm definitely passionate about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So like not having in-person conferences, like is a huge bummer for me on this. Like, right. Yeah. I'm super grateful to like local you. I'm super grateful to, to yours. I'm working on a couple others. Like I love those, but like, I'd rather be in person. Right. I'd rather be able to like, push that energy out, have people come up and ask me questions afterwards, you know, be able to do a live demo, like any of those things are just so much better. I feel like the close rate to get people going is so much better in person. So that that's one thing where it's like, it's our, our, our product probably benefits from where everything's at because businesses, more and more businesses are exploring now that they need to be interacting using text because you need the best ways to communicate with your customers that's that's easy for them and people prefer text messaging it's usually their number one app usage on their phone right but on the other side yeah not being able to like just be in front of people and answer their questions and earn their trust and see that okay the people behind this are like super pumped about it and will continue to like bring great features to the forefront well i look forward to the not too distant future where both Whitespark and Leadferno can be sponsors at some kind of event and we both have booths side by side yes. and we can be, you know, interacting with potential customers and talking about our products and both being excited about what we're, we're pitching and selling and, and, and offering. Yeah. Look forward to that. We, yeah, we could, hopefully we can find an event where we have like a, a dual booth, right. And we like figure out some way that, everybody that comes in needs to go to both of our booths to like, yes, we're like, they go to your booth and you like chop one of their fingers off. And then we have first aid kits in our booth. <laughs> and then we like put their finger back on. Uh, I, let's sw switch that. I want to be the heroes that actually okay. put fingers back on. You can chop fingers off if you want. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I will say, come here, let me show you how it feels for a customer when they can't have an easy conversation with you using text. There you go. <laughs> and I'll yeah. chop off their pinky. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, see, when bad things happen, White Spark's here to fix things. Like you're, you're like the most genius marketer <laughs> I've ever met. This is incredible. I give us at least 10 minutes before we get arrested. So <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely do a combo thing though. Like but we go to a legal conference, it would be perfect. All those lawyers using live chat, you could be selling them on this. Yeah. And then of course, all those lawyers need local search. So there you go. Yeah. No, I, I, I see that in our, our future. We will, we will create something epic and totally. it, will, it will be the, the best conference ever. Just and we'll record a podcast episode from the conference. From our booth. Yeah. And hopefully we'll do better than the only other time we tried to do this live at MozCon, which is a 
terrible failure. So. It did not work out very well. Yeah. Wi-Fi problems. Yeah. I think we fully scrapped that recording. So I think we had to. Yeah. It was too bad. <sighs> We're just not good enough at this podcasting thing to do live events. We, I think we needed a few different equipment items instead of uh, using a, you know, over, over the web recording. So yes. Yeah, I think so. We'll have to fly around the country with our mixers and everything else. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's where we're at. Hopefully, you know, August 24th, hopefully I, we can get this podcast out on that day just, you know, for timing. Count that as one more uh, thing in my launch. But yep, um, I definitely want to tell you personally, like, thanks for all the support along the way. I'm probably going to need more of it when I get one free trial sign up next week. <laughs> I'm going to need some of Darren's positivity and sure. your social following and everything else. So, but. Uh, no, I'm super appreciative of everything you've done, and of course, you're a great, great tester, and and every you you just helped us find a bug today. So you're you're the best. Oh well, I think you're the best. So you, you know, you've been helping me so much too. It's it's a real mutually beneficial re- relationship. Win win, baby, win win. That's right. All right, all right. Well, folks, uh, next episode we will be back, and hopefully we'll have some uh, numbers to share um, for how Leadferno has done after launch that that'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully I have numbers bigger than single digits. So you will guaranteed. <laughs> All right. well, good luck awesome. with the launch, Aaron. All right. Good luck with the van, Darren. Thank you. Yes, I need that. <laughs> I need that. All right. See everybody. Appreciate you listening. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.